Greetings and welcome to Season 2, Episode 11 of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niamma. And on today's episode, I want to start with a question first. Can we talk? Like, can we really talk? So if you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know that I have said in the past, I'm spiritual, but I cuss. And so buckle up for a real serious conversation. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is sponsored by Harmonic Soul Wellness. There's no time like the present to improve your health. Check out our 90 Days to Wellness plant-based eating program. Contact us at 619-752-0462 or find us on the web at HarmonicSoulWellness.com. Greetings and welcome to another episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast with your host, Niamma. And as I said in the beginning, this is probably going to be one of the realest conversations that we've ever had here. And the reason why I'm feeling compelled to have this conversation on this day is because it feels like things are reaching a critical mass. It feels like it's enough. It's time to have this conversation. And here's what I want to tell y'all. It is time to stop fucking around with our health. It's time to stop fucking bullshitting when it comes to our health. It's time to stop neglecting our health. You know, I recently attended a virtual summit with an amazing coach by the name of Allison Bird, and she talks about being available for your own suffering. And, you know, life is going to give us pain. That's the nature of life. That's something that we cannot avoid, right? But suffering is optional. And what is suffering? Suffering is the things that we do that we don't feel good about, that we allow ourselves to go through, whether it's not having a boundary about something, whether it's saying yes to something that we know doesn't feel good to us, it doesn't align with us, it's going along with things, um, it's perceiving things from other people. It's it's things that don't feel good. And I want you to feel good in your skin. I want you to feel good in your soul, down in your bones that you just feel like, oh my God, I love my life. I love everything about myself. This spirit and this casing, this body, which is magnificent, This is a magnificent creation that God has gifted us with. And think about it. When somebody that you love or someone that you care about gives you a gift, don't you take care of it? It's like your way of showing appreciation for the gift that you've been given is that you take care of it, right? Especially if it's a gift you value. Why don't we do the same thing about these bodies, these temples that we've been given? These are magnificent works of art. Think about it. 
think about all of the things that the body does on a daily basis that you don't even think about. When you go to sleep at night, your heart keeps beating, your blood keeps pumping. Ideally, you keep breathing. I know that some people deal with sleep apnea and that's a whole other thing. But so much happens that is involuntary in the body, but it's all a magnificent design and you don't even have to think about it. We take it for granted, but it just happens. And so one of the things that helps when it comes to deciding to stop bullshitting about our health is having a sense of gratitude, not taking it for granted that everything is just going to work. And I think when you have an injury or when you suddenly, um, even if it's for a temporary basis, lose the functioning of a certain part of your body, that's when we become more aware and we become more aware of how important that body part is for us. So like, for example, um, several years ago, I was shopping for a food processor in a big name store, which I won't name here. However, um, the someone had repackaged the food processor in a way that a small part of the blade was poking out of the box and I didn't see it. And I badly cut the pinky on my right hand. And it ended up being to the point where I had to get 12 stitches on it. And I now have a permanent scar because of that neglect. But because this was the injury was on my right hand and I am right-handed and I had to have that finger and you, we tend to not think as much about the pinky because it's the last finger. It's the smallest one. It might seem like the weakest one, but nonetheless, that pinky helps with securing your grip. And so not having the use of that made me have to do a whole lot of things differently with my hands. I had to use my left hand more often using the computer, um, et cetera, you know, getting dressed, all of the basic things, doing my hair, all of that was impacted because of that injury. Um, a couple years ago, I had an issue with the frozen shoulder on my left side. Now, because I'm not left-handed, it didn't have the same impact as the injury on my right hand, but nonetheless, it was still impactful because being able to just even raise my hand or lift my arms up um, when I'm getting dressed, it was like painful. I did not have the range of motion to be able to lift my arms all the way. And I can tell you, after having had physical therapy, acupuncture, and the passage of time, um, being able to now raise my left hand above my head. Every time I can do it now, I'm just so thankful. I'm, I'm almost giddy because not having had the use of that arm for close to a year, um, and certainly not the whole range of motion for close to a year, and I'm an active person, and so that really put a damper on a lot of things that I do. So my point in saying all of this is that we often do not 
pay enough attention or express enough gratitude about these bodies that we've been given and the functioning that we have within these bodies unless part of it is taken away. And so I'm saying what I'm saying to you today so that you don't have to go through something being diminished or something being taken away. I'm talking about being proactive. I'm talking about making a choice before a choice has to be made for you, before a doctor has to tell you that if you do not change that, you are going to die, you're going to shorten years from your life. I know that we're all going to take that walk one day. We don't know when, but before we get there, we don't have to rush our way there. We don't have to hasten our trip to the other side, right? We do have a choice. And it is our nature to practice self-preservation. It's our instinct. It's built in. We don't really even think about it. I mean, like if you find yourself about to fall, your instinct is to catch yourself so that you don't harm, so that you don't get harmed. We need to have that same thinking consciously when it comes to our health. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about some ways that we can show ourselves more love and stop fucking around with our health. Stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is brought to you by 30 Days to Healthy Living with Arbon. Ready to hit the reset button on your eating habits? The 30 Days to Healthy Living program is designed to help you have more energy, manage your weight, and feel more fit, all in a supportive community of accountability buddies. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about the challenge and to join. And welcome back. So first of all, thank you for coming back because, you know, if you listen to anything that I said in that first segment and you might've been offended, well, I want to say one thing before we move any further. And that's, I love you. From the bottom of my heart, I sincerely love you. And that's why I'm saying what I'm saying. I'm saying to you what I'm saying what you would hope that your best friend or someone who really that you're really close to would say to you when you need to hear it. Because we all need that kick in the pants sometimes. We all need to be called on our stuff, especially if we're not living up to all that we can be, especially if we are unnecessarily putting ourselves through things and the people outside of us can see what we're doing to ourselves unnecessarily. And I'm saying to what I'm saying what I'm saying to you, not out of an expectation for perfection, because there is no such thing when it comes to um, especially foods here and especially when it comes to what we have access to. And unless we're all growing our own food, which most of us are not, um, <laughs> and I have a small garden, but I'm by no means growing the majority of my food, although that is a dream of mine, actually. And not only to grow my own food, but to grow enough food for others and to do it in a way that we're cooperatively 
able to all benefit from it. That's something that I would love to do that I see myself doing one day. But right now, what I want to share with y'all is it's not about perfection, but it is about small adjustments. Um, You know, we can calibrate our habits in such a way that even like a two degree shift or a 10 degree shift can be the thing that makes the difference. And so when I talk about um, foods, what's good to have and what's not so good to have, you know, I'm not here to tell you to beat up on yourself when you have something that doesn't serve you because it doesn't serve you to do that. What does serve you though, is to be mindful and to be honest with yourself and to say, okay, and to listen to your body's intelligence when it tells you, okay, um, that didn't feel good when you gave me that. And therefore I have a bellyache now. Um, that didn't feel good when you gave me that. And therefore now I'm constipated. That didn't feel good when you gave me that. And therefore I'm a, I'm a joint and I'm swelling. I am inflamed. That didn't feel good when you gave me that. And so now, um, my blood sugar is off. That didn't feel good when you gave me that. So therefore my blood pressure is elevated. You get the point. The body will tell us, and it also will let us know when it loves what we're doing. And it shows us that by energy, by the quality of sleep we have, by the way our skin looks, uh, by our breath, by how easy it is for us to have a bowel movement, um, the color of our urine, et cetera, et cetera. So we get all kinds of signals. And so, you know, it's not about deprivation. It is about what things are best, what things are life-giving, what things produce in you the kind of feelings that you want to have. And so um, rather than saying, um, avoid this or avoid that, um, or don't have this, don't have that. As I said at the outset, I'm the non-judgmental vegan, but I will tell you, limit your um, intake of certain foods because like I've said before in a prior episode, we all have some kryptonite. We all have something that is like that boyfriend, that ex or that girlfriend or whoever, that you know you do not have any business being around that person because it's just bad news. You know you're going to get in trouble whenever you deal with this person. Well, our relationship with food can be the same way. And so you know what that thing is for you that you know, afterwards you do not feel good. You may have a walk of shame behind it. <laughs> and so you know, it's like, you don't have to put yourself through that. And when you are engaging in life-giving, self-loving practices, you know, you feel better about yourself and you just have a boundary about, I love myself so much that I'm not even going to put myself through that. And that's all there is to it. Point blank, period. I'm, I'm not putting myself through that. And it's, it's simple. And when you know how you want to feel and you want more of that, then you're less likely, less inclined to put yourself into situations that feel less than ideal, that feel uncomfortable. 
And especially once you get to a certain point in your life and, you know, our bodies do change um, as much as we can take care of them. That is just the nature of what they do. So some things that you might used to be able to do and ways that we might have abused our bodies when we were younger, um, they may not um, take the same kind of um, treatment now that we're older. Our recovery time might take longer when we expose ourselves to certain things. I know when I was younger, uh, I used to pride myself on how much I could drink and you know, being able to keep up with with dudes and um shoot i not not now Mm-mm, that's not for me um i will now occasionally very occasionally have a glass of red wine um but like hard stuff nah that's not for me <laughs> and there have been times in my life where i've stopped drinking altogether by choice and I'm thankful for the fact that I can take it or leave it and enjoy it as I choose to. And I'm not knocking anybody who, um, you know, does more or who does enjoy a harder drink or, um, or even more frequently. But again, it comes down to what is your body responding to? How is your body processing what it is that you're putting into it? How do you feel? after three, four, five drinks, you know, um, (laughs) and, um, so anyway, that's that, but yeah, it's, again, it's not about perfection, but it's about being mindful of being sensitive to listening to what your body's saying, not suppressing with medications, um, and, because pain is a signal. It's letting us know that there's some adjustment that needs to be made. Pain is a signal to get your attention. And so, you know, sometimes we do things to numb ourselves because we want to avoid pain, but actually pain is very, very useful. And so, you know, obviously it's not something that we want to go on forever or to, um, happen like over a long period of time, um, we may avoid it, but sometimes again, it's because it's letting us know, make this shift and then you won't have pain anymore. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we will talk about little changes. Some of the things that you can do to take better care of your health. So stay tuned. And welcome back. So before the break and before I jump into ways to um, take better care of ourselves, one of the things that I want to address is the elephant in the room. And I want to say this as lovingly as I can, because when I said earlier in this episode that I feel we're at a critical mass point. It is because the elephant in the room is COVID. The elephant in the room is that obesity has been linked to impaired immune function. It triples the risk of hospitalization due to COVID. And, you know, I was doing some, a little bit of research as I was preparing for this episode. And 
It turns out that in 2018, 42.4% of U.S. adults and 20% of kids in the U.S. um, are obese or were obese. That was in 2018. Well, now given quarantine, and I'm sure that you've heard some of the terms that have been used like the quarantine 15 or the COVID-19. And so there has been weight gain for a significant number of people to the point where that number of people that are categorized as having obesity is probably even higher than that. So that means almost half of the U.S. population is obese. Almost half of the U.S. adult population is carrying obesity. And I am not here to shame anybody. I know that when it comes to health and when it comes to obesity, it's a complex set of issues and circumstances that can bring that about. I understand that different people have different physiology. So I want to get that out in the open first. I'm not here to make anybody feel bad. I am here, however, to shine a light on an existing issue and to talk about what we can do about it because I'm a solution-oriented person. And so as we think about the fact that obesity is tied to um, more negative outcomes with COVID, that's not to mention the fact that heart disease still exists, even though we don't hear it as much in the news. People are still dying of heart disease. People are still um, having strokes based on high blood pressure, um, which, you know, high cholesterol can contribute to that. Um, there are all kinds of other chronic health conditions, some of which are avoidable and preventable. And so let's deal with what we can prevent. Let's be proactive. And, you know, when I think about diabetes and the complications that can come about from that, I mean, the fact that blindness, um, loss of limbs, and the fact that when you have, you know, any other um, health condition, adding diabetes to that really just like adds so many, the potential for so many other complications. And, you know, that's a scary thing. That is something that can certainly affect a person's quality of life. And so, you know, yes, a person can live with these conditions. Excuse me. However, the complications of these conditions are the things that can really be significantly life altering. And so, as I said, I'm here to help people. I'm on a mission to help people to potentially be able to add more years to your life and more life to your years, meaning 
that you feel comfortable in your skin, meaning that you have the ability to do all of the things that your heart desires, that there's not something stopping you um, because of a condition that could have been avoided. Again, I know that there are a whole lot of other factors and I'm not dismissing any of that, but you know, we have a lot of choices. We have way more power than we give ourselves credit for. And we do have the ability to co-create the kind of life that we want to have. And so when it comes to um, health in general, I think it's useful to talk about, well, what constitutes health or what four things um, really contribute to a healthy lifestyle. And these are the four commonly agreed upon things that, you know, medical professionals um, will mention. And the first, of course, is eating healthy. The second is exercise. The third is managing or minimizing our stress. And the fourth is quality sleep. And as I said in the beginning, we're having a real honest conversation here. <laughs> and so for me, I am not sitting in judgment, nor can I, because I have areas to work on. For example, for me, getting better quality of sleep is an ongoing thing for me. And you know, and you may be experiencing that too. And it's something that I'm addressing. And like I said, it's not about perfection, but it is about improvement. And health boils down to, good health boils down to a string of choices that we make and the choices that we make on a regular basis and on a consistent basis. And that's what contributes to our overall state of health. And so we do have a lot of um, choice when it comes to each and every single day. And we have choice after choice after choice. And so, you know, that's why, again, I reemphasize, it's not about beating oneself up, but it's about um, being an observer in your own life and being a conscious observer of what things serve you and what things don't serve you, what things make you feel good, which things contribute to your suffering and deciding that you are not going to be a party to your own suffering. So, you know, oftentimes when it comes to um, making choices about our health and, and I'm talking really about our physical health. I haven't even talked a whole lot about our mental health, which is a whole other thing. And we will talk about that. But when it comes to our physical health, oftentimes because of this complex relationship that we have with food and the complex relationship that we have with others, and because we are social beings, sometimes we do things that don't serve us out of our desire to fit in or out of our desire um, for immediate gratification and not looking at long-term results and not looking at our why when it comes to 
making certain choices when it, about our health. And so one thing that I can say to remind you, and you can use this as a mantra when you are faced with a temptation to have something that doesn't serve you is nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. I'll say it again. Nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. And so sometimes, you know, when people find out that I'm a vegan, they think that I am missing out on things um, because, oh, well, you know, if you're vegan, you don't get to have this or you, you don't have this or what have you. And um, my response to that is, well, let me tell you what I'm missing out on. I'm missing out on diabetes. I'm missing out on high blood pressure, high cholesterol. I'm missing out on potential cancers. I'm missing out on inflammation. I'm missing out on all kinds of chronic preventable health issues. So I think a reframe is in order. I think when we think about what is deprivation and what is actually nourishing, that we have some reprogramming to do. So we're going to take a short break. And when we come back, we'll talk about self-care and we'll talk about mental health. So stay tuned. This episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast is brought to you by 30 Days to Healthy Living with Arbonne. Ready to hit the reset button on your eating habits? The 30 Days to Healthy Living program is designed to help you have more energy, manage your weight, and feel more fit, all in a supportive community of accountability buddies. Click the link in the show notes to find out more about the challenge and to join. And welcome back. So before the break, I mentioned the fact that um, I've mainly been talking about physical health and mental health is so important and it is something that is often overlooked and um, stigmatized. And I would say this, overlooked until there's something that happens um, of significance where it cannot be ignored. And I think that, well, I have seen that over the course of the past year plus with the collective trauma and um, the collective grief that we've been experiencing with this global pandemic, because I do want to make it a point to mention that it is global. And it has brought mental health a bit more to the forefront or more of an emphasis on the fact that more resources are needed to help us address it. And the thing that's fascinating to me about mental health is how it 
sometimes is treated as a separate thing from our physical health when it is so connected. And, you know, we are one big chemical reaction. And I recognize the fact that, um, you know, for some people, there are serious chemical um, imbalances that are happening in the brain. And I don't know fully what the origin is, nor am I here to speculate. Um, scientists have found that um, doing things like exercising and also, you know, looking at things like gut health, where serotonin and the other um, chemicals that the body produces that help us to feel better, um, you know, they are seeing a connection now with exercise and with diet, um, with certain mental health conditions. And, but here's the thing too, you know, when it comes to feeling good, we have a lot of choices <clears throat> and I'm not talking strictly about, you know, when it comes to like someone who's experiencing clinical depression and I'm not a mental health professional, so I do not want to speak out of turn on that. And last week was World Suicide Prevention Day, which is something that it touches, it hits home in a way that I won't go into right now, but, um, so, you know, it is a serious thing. Mental health is a serious thing and being able to speak about it freely, getting people the ability to access the proper care for mental health conditions is so important. And I think it's important to also mention the fact that when it comes to our mental health, that there are there's a spectrum and we go to different places on our mental health spectrum. And I want to also make sure to distinguish between mental health and mental illness because we all have mental health and we can take care of it. Mental illness is something that you know, definitely treatment and help needs to be made more available so that people can manage and live a healthy, productive life. So that being said, um, when it comes to taking care of our mental health, self-care is so important in that um, because it's those things that help to fortify our sense of well-being, our sense of peace, our sense of belonging, um, the emotional factors that, um, you know, our emotional well-being and those kinds of things that contribute to our mental health. And so doing things such as meditating um, and meditation does have scientific evidence of its ability to provide healing in the body 
as well as to enhance our mental health. Um, Self-care can also be listening to music. Um, It can be going to therapy, setting boundaries, being creative, (laughs) prayer, time management, where we are (laughs) also managing our stress through time management, giving yourself permission to take breaks, practicing gratitude. And gratitude is one of those things that is such a multi-purpose beneficial practice that I have been doing it actually for over two years consistently. And it's been intentionally, and it's been most definitely a life changer. Um, Also, communicating effectively, saying no, really being in tune with what you actually want for yourself. Um, That's a form of self-care, which can contribute to your mental health and well-being. Being open to learning new things, finding humor, having a sense of levity and allowing yourself to have fun and play. And you know, Play is something that, especially as adults, we deny ourselves too much of. Now, if you have small children, the chances are that you still get the opportunities for play because it's right there. It's built in. But once your children get past a certain age, or if you don't have children, or if you, um, if your children are adults, then the sense of play that you had before, you might not have in the same way. And so it's so important, just like we schedule in um, appointments to go see the doctor, which is also a form of self-care, but just like, you know, where we set aside me time or time for self-reflection, you know, scheduling in fun, making it a point to have fun, to let go, to not take things so fucking seriously and just decide that you're going to enjoy your life. You know, that is so, so, so important. And so I would encourage you to think, when is the last time that you did something fun? And if it wasn't recent, then make sure that today does not get by you without you doing something fun, even for five minutes. Even if you just, you know, watch a funny video on YouTube or, um, you know, put on some music that makes you dance, some music that you can't resist moving to. And who cares who's watching when you dance? Just do it. And you'll be doing yourself a big, big favor. And so, again... Everything that I'm sharing with y'all today, I'm sharing it because I love you, because I want you to enjoy your life, and I want you to live your life like it's golden. And so, thank you for listening. Wow. 
If you have made it to this point in the recording, congratulations. I want to thank you for sticking with me throughout this episode. You know, sometimes the truth hurts, but it's what we need. And medicine doesn't always taste good, but it's what we need. And so, again, I want to remind you that I love you. That everything that I have shared on this episode today, it comes from a place of a pure heart. And if you are at the point in your life where you feel like a tug, a tug to do something better, a tug to do something different, then reach out to me. Let's work together. As I said before, I'm a solution-oriented person. And I know some things that might help you. And so why not say yes to yourself? Say yes to your health. Give yourself permission to see what it would be like to choose you, to choose better health. You know, sometimes we say that we want things to get better. Well, better requires change. Better requires that things do not stay the same. It's built in. So here are some takeaways from today's episode. Number one, nothing tastes as good as healthy feels. And our habits, our health is all based upon a string of choices moment by moment. And so you get to choose. Number two, our health, when it comes to our mental health, needs to be paid as much attention to as our physical health. Number three, Self-care is a great way to make sure that you're integrating your physical health and your mental health because some of those practices overlap. And lastly, make time for fun. They say that laughter is the best medicine. So make sure to give yourself a chance to laugh today. So I want to thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Harmonious Living Podcast. And if this episode touched you in any way, do me a favor, subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, share it with your family, friends, and loved ones, leave a positive review. You can also take a screenshot of this episode and tag me on your Instagram and I will repost you. And you can support this podcast also by making a monetary contribution. So I want to thank you as always for listening. I know that you have many options and I appreciate you from the bottom of my heart for listening to this podcast. As always, 
I wish you peace and love and have a beautiful day.